You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hello, and welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast, your go-to space for understanding and embracing the depth of your emotions. I'm your host, Kristen Schwartz, and today we got a special episode that's sure to resonate with your empathic soul. We're going to dive into the top 25 questions you've been asking with some deep answers to navigate this journey. So get cozy, take a deep breath, and let's explore the empath experience together. All right, so we're just going to dive right in. We got 25 questions to cover. So I'm going to start up with number one. What is an empath? So an empath is someone who has the innate ability to perceive and internalize the emotions of others as if they're their own. So this heightened form of empathy goes beyond the average person's experience of simply understanding someone else's feelings. Here's something I want to clear up. I get a lot of people in comments over the years that are confused who seem to think that empaths have the corner of the market on empathy. The act of empathy, which is our ability to show someone that we understand what they're going through, is not what we're talking about when it comes to being an empath. We all have that ability to show someone empathy. We get to choose. It's an action. Empathy is an action. Empath is describing, it's a label that describes our ability to perceive and internalize the emotions of others. Here's the thing. You can be an empath and perceive and internalize the emotions of others. And let's say those emotions of others overwhelm you. You can actually show that person lack of empathy because you're overwhelmed. So I just wanted to clear that up. The label empath has nothing to do with us showing people more empathy than another person. Okay, so number two, how do I know if I'm an empath? I want to start out by saying this. I can't answer that for you and no one else can either. This is all about a journey of self-discovery. And what I tell people is if you're unsure if you have the trait of high sensitivity or if you have the trait of being an empath, the best way to find out is to care for yourself like you are. Start taking care of yourself like you do have the trait of high sensitivity. If you start to feel better and your life feels more spacious and open, then I would say that the answer is probably on the side of yes just to give a more standard answer. So you might be an empath if you find yourself deeply affected by the emotions and energies of those around you, often to the point where it can impact your own well-being. If you often feel emotionally drained after social interactions or have a keen intuition about others' unspoken feelings, these can be strong indicators. Now, again, a journey in self-discovery and self-awareness. When I said, if you find yourself deeply affected by the emotions and energies of those around you, there are other instances in our lives where we can be deeply affected by the emotions and energies of those around us. Maybe we have a little bit of 
social anxiety. Maybe we're overwhelmed. Maybe we, our mood is low. Maybe we have some depression. Um, maybe we have some unhealed trauma. So there's other reasons and explanations for why we can be deeply affected by the emotions of energies of those around you. So that's why I say no one can tell you what traits or how you experience the world or what traits you have. So that is an answer that only you can provide yourself. Next question, can being an empath affect my relationships? Definitely. Empaths can form deep and intense relationships due to their nature. However, they might also struggle with becoming overly enmeshed or taking on their partner's emotional baggage, which can lead to burnout, resentment, emotional exhaustion, if not managed properly. Next question, what's the difference between being empathic and being sympathetic? Great question. So while sympathy involves understanding and feeling pity for another's hardships, empathy, particularly for an empath, involves a shared emotional experience. So often feeling those hardships as if they were their own. Now remember, we can feel someone's hardships as if they were our own, but that still doesn't lead to the act of empathy, the action that we have to choose to give to another person. Next question, why do empaths feel so much? So empaths are thought to have a hyper-responsive mirror neuron system. So it's the part of the brain responsible for compassion. So this heightened responsiveness can make empaths more sensitive to the emotional climate around them. If you're unsure, if you've never heard of the mirror neuron system, I suggest you give it an internet search. It is worth the read. Next question, are empaths born or made? This is a great question and one I get all the time. I believe it's a blend. So there appears to be a genetic component to empathy, suggesting that some people are naturally more empathic. However, um, environmental factors and personal experiences can certainly enhance empathic abilities over time. And this is a good point to be made in terms of my own experience. Um, what I had to decipher and what I had to sort through early on in my journey was what was hypervigilance in terms of um, past trauma and being overly aware of everything around me because my brain was trying to keep me safe and what was actual empathic abilities and heightened empathic abilities. So that may be the same journey you're on. It's like learning to decipher what's a trauma response and what's actual a heightened empathic ability. Next question, how can I protect my energy as an empath? So I've talked a lot about this on this season's podcast, but techniques such as visualization, such as picturing a white light shield around you, setting emotional boundaries, grounding exercises like walking barefoot on the earth, and cleansing rituals such as baths with Epsom salts, they can all help to protect your energy. Next question, 
can empaths use their ability for a career? When I do posts on this topic, social media gets a lot of traction. So yes, empaths can and often do excel in careers that require a high degree of emotional intelligence, such as therapy, social work, teaching, healthcare, and even in artistic fields where we can express and process emotions through our work. Are we limited? Absolutely not. You can be an empath and be an attorney who is in the stressful environment of court. It just is a matter of knowing how to care for yourself and having those boundaries in place that you need to thrive. Next, what are the physical symptoms of being an empath? So empaths can and may experience unexplained bouts of tiredness, digestive issues, headaches, or even sudden changes in mood that correlate with the people around them. So we can also have heightened senses and physical sensations tied to emotional changes. We are highly sensitive beings, and that also means that our bodies are highly sensitive. So it's imperative that we're caring for mind, body, and spirit to feel the best that we possibly can. Next, how do I stop absorbing other people's emotions? Mindfulness and self-awareness are crucial. So recognizing and differentiating between your emotions and those of others is the first step. And how you do that is staying in your body, recognizing when something comes up, and then taking necessary action to care for yourself. So you can use grounding techniques. The key is really to stay present in our bodies. That's the only way that we're going to notice when something is off. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. And take the necessary measures to care for ourselves so we don't continue to take in emotions and energies that we don't want. But a lot of times, because we're not present, we end up focusing on the energy that we don't want to feel, only making it more intense and adding things like the energy of blame or stress. So we're adding heavy energy on top of what we're already perceiving because we're focusing on the things that we don't want. Next, can animals be empaths? So many animal lovers believe that empaths, particularly pets like dogs and cats, can sense and even take on the emotions of their human companions. And when this happens, they may exhibit behaviors that suggest empathic understanding. And I know that there are studies out there that do suggest that animals can and are highly sensitive. Next, how can I develop my empathic abilities? Fantastic question. 
So regular practices like meditation, reflective journaling, engaging in empath-focused support groups, and possibly working with a mentor can guide you through understanding and channeling your abilities can be helpful. Next question, is it common for empaths to experience anxiety or depression? So I believe that empaths, highly sensitive people can be more susceptible to anxiety or depression due to our intense emotional experiences. Remember, we're feeling everything to its extreme. So that means any mood shifts we have, we're going to feel them to a much deeper level. So this makes it crucial for empaths to prioritize their mental health and practice coping strategies regularly. I've talked about this a lot over the years, but we need to have a proactive and a reactive self-care plan. Proactive is things that you're going to do every single day to take care of yourself and release any energy that comes up on the day-to-day. And reactive are the things and the coping strategies you can turn to when you're out in the real world and something comes up in real time. So proactive every single day, and then your reactive toolbox is things you can draw from when you are in something that's stressful in the now. Next, do empaths need more sleep than others? So given that empaths often process a large amount of emotional information, quality sleep is essential for them to rest and reset. Lack of adequate sleep can make anyone feel overwhelmed and exhausted. It is part of the proactive self-care. It's a non-negotiable. You have to be getting sleep for your body to recover and your brain. Next question. How do I explain my empathic nature to others? I want to start by saying this. If it is really important to you, if you feel this pull to get others to understand you, to get you, to accept you, then more than likely you don't understand you, accept you, and get you. If there is this strong foundation in yourself and you know yourself and you accept yourself and you're not making excuses for yourself, then it's less likely that you're going to need other people to get you. But an easy way to explain your empathic nature to others, explaining that you have a heightened experience of empathy, that you feel emotions deeply and might need extra time to process these feelings. It can help others understand your unique perspective and needs. Next, are empaths introverted or extroverted? Empaths can be either or even ambiverts, a mix of both. Our needs for social interaction vary, and alone time is based on how we process emotions and recharge. How can empaths avoid burnout? So empaths can avoid burnout by maintaining healthy boundaries, engaging in our self-care practices, and knowing our limits when it comes to emotional labor and seeking out quiet time to decompress. Next. Can being an empath be seen as a gift? Yes, being an empath allows for deep connections with others and a rich inner life. Empaths often make excellent mediators, advisors, and confidants because of their unique abilities. Next question, how should empaths handle negative people? Well, by creating firm boundaries, communication, limiting exposure when needed, and practicing aftercare. 
So aftercare would be that reactive self-care. Next question, can empaths find success in the business world? Absolutely. So empaths bring a unique set of skills to the business world. And we talked about this a few episodes ago. They're often intuitive, deeply understanding of clients' needs, and excellent at managing relationships. So empaths can thrive by choosing roles that allow them to use their emotional intelligence, like customer relations, human resources, or leadership positions, where they can foster a supportive and understanding team environment. Next question, how do empaths handle grief or loss differently? So empaths may experience the emotions associated with grief more intensely and for a longer duration than others. But I have to say that grief and loss is difficult for anyone. We can also pick up on and absorb the sorrow of others, which can compound our feelings. So for empaths, it's crucial to create space for their own healing, perhaps through creative outlets or nature retreats or therapy. So self-compassion and patience becomes key when we navigate through unique grieving processes. Next question, are there any famous empaths? While we can't know for sure unless they self-identify, many public figures and celebrities are thought to be empaths based on their expressions of deep sensitivity and compassion. I know Alanis Morissette is very outspoken about being highly sensitive. So these individuals often use their platforms to advocate for emotional wellness and empathic understanding and may also share their own experiences that hint at their empathic nature. Next question, how can empaths improve their romantic relationships? Great question. Communication is the cornerstone. So empaths should openly discuss their emotional needs and boundaries with their partners. It's also beneficial for empaths to engage in relationships with those who respect their need for alone time to recharge. And finding a balance between togetherness and solitude can greatly enhance an empath's romantic relationship. Next question, how can an empath find balance in their daily life? Some days are going to be easier than others, but finding balance as an empath involves a mix of structure and flexibility. So structured time for self-care is essential, whether that's through meditation, yoga, or simply quiet reading time. And flexibility comes in recognizing when it's necessary to step back and take a break from stimuli that can be overwhelming. It's also about giving yourself permission to say no and to prioritize your well-being. And last question. Do you have any final tips for living a fulfilling life as an empath? So living a fulfilling life as an empath involves embracing your unique capabilities while also taking steps to manage the potential overwhelm that comes with deep emotional connections. So here are some expanded tips for you. So practicing mindful awareness. So you want to tune into your feelings and sensations. You want to acknowledge them without judgment. So this mindfulness can help you discern which emotions are yours and which you're absorbing from others. 
you also want to establish rituals. You want to develop personal rituals that help you cleanse your emotional palate. So this might include things like journaling, nature, meditation, and so much more. Next, you want to set healthy boundaries. It's okay to say no or to step away from situations that drain you. Setting boundaries is not selfish. It's self-care and it's uh, essential, right? It's non-negotiable if you're an empath. Next, you want to create a supportive environment. You want to surround yourself with people in settings that uplift you, not those that leave you feeling depleted. And next, you want to prioritize your physical health. So physical exercise, adequate rest, and a nutritious diet can enhance your ability to process and release emotions. Next, you want to cultivate emotional literacy. So the more you understand about emotions and their effects, the better you can navigate them. So consider reading books or taking courses or joining groups that focus on emotional development. Next, engaging in creative expression. So many empaths find solace in expressing their feelings through art, music, writing, or dance. And these activities offer a nonverbal outlet for the intense emotions that you can carry. Next, learn to ground yourself. So techniques such as deep breathing, visualizing roots coming from your feet into the earth, or even taking a shower can help ground you when you feel overwhelmed by emotional overload. Next, you want to seek professional guidance. So don't hesitate to work with a counselor or therapist to understand your empathic nature. What they can do is they can offer strategies tailored to you for managing stress and emotional overload. And finally, embrace your gift. So view your empathic nature as a gift, like a tool for deeper connection and understanding. And celebrate the fact that you experience the world in a way that is rich and full of depth. Remember, a fulfilling life for an empath doesn't mean you won't face challenges. It means that you're equipped to navigate through them with grace and understanding and a sense of inner strength. So wow, that was a heartfelt journey that we took today. I want to thank everyone for sharing this space and energy with me. And thank you for asking questions over the years. Remember, being an empath is not just a trait. It's a voyage of profound discovery. And speaking of voyages, if you're craving a real-life adventure with fellow empaths, I've got just the thing. Our annual empath retreat, the Realized Empath Retreat, is happening soon, January 25th through the 30th in Costa Rica. So imagine a week dedicated to rejuvenation, connection, and tuning in to the power of your empathy alongside others who understand you. It's going to be transformative. For details, head over to my website, realizedempath.com, and check out more details about the retreat, subscribe to my newsletters, spots are filling up, and trust me, you won't want to miss out. Until next time, stay open, stay grounded, keep feeling the world around you in your beautifully empathic way. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.